Well, praise the Lord. Talking about the blessed life, reigning in life, in culture, uh, and, uh, and some of how to do that. Our text has been uh, Romans 5.17. Amen? And uh, so, part of what I'm, part of what I'm feeling uh, drawn or convicted or stirred to do is to keep getting your hearts lifted to where you see that you are meant, ordained, and destined to reign in life. And as you reign in life, as you reign in life, and as you embrace this, this, this life of reigning, that, now the word reign means to live from a throne, to rule from a high position, to have authority over a sphere, To live out of a position of dominion. So to reign in life, and, and the Bible says in these passages, the Bible says that death used to reign and the fear of death used to reign over all of humanity and used to reign over the earth and used to reign over us. But now instead of death reigning, instead of the fear of death reigning, what reigns is you and I. Now, that means we are large and in charge. Well, you might not want to be large, but nonetheless, you are, you are largely in charge. Hello, somebody. The very passage that I quoted just a moment ago, Deuteronomy 28, is a very similar passage where, where God's speaking to Israel, and He's saying, you are the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. Then he goes on to say, he says, you will lend and not borrow. These are things that God has ordained for you. God has ordained for you. He says that you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed going out, blessed coming in, blessed in your womb, blessed in your kneading basket, blessed in your produce of the ground. In every way, he says over Israel in chapter 28 of Deuteronomy, you will be blessed people high above every nation in the earth. Now, God's ordained that for this new nation, the church. And you are a citizen of the new nation. Amen? And I really believe that this is, how, this is part of how God makes His appeal, part of how God makes His appeal to those that don't know the Lord is by showing us off. God wants to show you off. Come on, you show off. That's part of why it's so important that you yield to, submit to, agree with, get, get in agreement with a reigning in life word, mindset, victory, perspective. Because if you, don't, if you don't get in agreement with that, if you don't yield to that, if you don't lay hold of that, in the interior life, in your heart, then you won't manifest it on the outside. Amen? When I, if we preached externals, it'd be a nightmare, right? Come on now. Come on now. Uh, God wants people to become Christians, and so smile when you're out there. 
and, and, and act happy when you're out there. I mean, if we preached externals, I mean, wouldn't that be terrible? And there's a realm of truth to some of that is that regardless of how we're feeling, we need to dig deep and get a hold of the internal truths regardless of what we see externally, right? And there's some truth in, in certainly superimposing wisdom upon our externals. But the essence of what I'm trying to say is that God wants to win your heart in an internal place. He wants to win your heart to how good He is to you and how much He wants to love you and how much He has for you the inheritance of Jesus, that Jesus has qualified you for the inheritance of the supreme man. The one who's inherited everything from God qualified you to inherit all of it too that you might reign in life. What if you put a sticky note on your phone, on your bedside, on your lampstand, on your mirror? Just, just remind yourself. I don't know what you've got to do. Ten sticky notes that just says, I'm reigning in life today. And just put those up today after church. And just read them out loud every morning this week. Doesn't matter what's thrown at you, you're reigning in life. You are not going to adjust your theology to circumstances. You will adjust circumstances to your theology. You will not be aligned by the bumps in the road. You will realign your life and move the bumps in the road. Amen? So important. So important. I told you a few weeks ago that I think there's three major keys, and it's not to, meant to be exhaustive. Just It's all I had revelation for at the moment. Three major keys to bringing the influence of Jesus, the, the influence of this reigning in life attraction, the influence of Jesus into culture. One is prayer. And some of you have been doing the very thing that I talked about. Praying over your companies, praying over your businesses, praying over those in authority over you, rebuking the enemy, standing and taking authority. You've been getting involved in prayer at a deeper level, and I'm hearing from many of you breakthroughs with your companies, with your families, with your businesses, because there's something dynamic about what happens when we pray. And remember, whenever we pray, we're praying from this position of a throne, this position of authority. Amen? That was number one prayer. The second element that I talked about is that we would bear witness to the character of God. That reigning in life is a partnership with God, and so we bear witness with the character of God by walking excellently. And excellence looks a lot like pride, but it doesn't smell. 
It doesn't have that putrid aroma. Excellence is more like confidence, and it carries a wonderful perfume or cologne that is attractive. Excellence is attractive. Pride is putrid. So, we want to embrace the character of God because it's part of reigning in life. It's part of what sets us apart. It's part of what moves us to the top. Then we talked about the third thing, and the third thing is living to be a blessing. That's what I want to hone in on today a little bit more. Living to be a blessing. Living to be a blessing. I believe that living to be a blessing and blessing others is one of the most powerful methods of introducing the spirit of victory, the spirit of goodness, the spirit of God, the spirit of kindness into culture. And it's a sign and it's a symbol that we are embracing, yielding to, agreeing with the reigning in life, life. Why do I say that? Well, because until we really agree that we are reigning in life, we're limited in how we can bless. Because subconsciously, we're looking to be blessed. So the first thing that we have to do to move into this third dimension of manifesting Jesus, manifesting the reigning in life glory of God in culture, on the job, in the neighborhood, in the family relationships, at family reunions, at the bank, in our real estate dealings, in everything we're doing, everything we're doing, the first thing that we've got to do is get fully convinced that we really are reigning in life. That we really are blessed with every single blessing. Because to the degree that we are not convinced, to that degree we'll be looking for a blessing. To that degree, we'll be looking for a blessing. And if we're looking for a blessing, all sorts of sideways motivations and odd things can develop and come up out of our lives if we're living, looking for a blessing instead of living to be a blessing. If we go back to the Abrahamic covenant, we go back to the launch of the walk of faith, we go back to the launch point. It's Genesis 12, right? Genesis 12, God says to Abraham, I'm going to bless you and make you a blessing. What if the first part hadn't come first? Could Abraham have been a blessing? I'm going to bless you. I, I am going to bless you. There was something odd that happened here, something crazy that happened here. Ms. Scholl talked about it last night. In that God's 
convincing constraint on Abraham that he was to be his source of blessing also meant that Abraham had to be careful who he allowed to, quote, bless him. So in chapter 14, when he ran out and defeated those four kings that had come against Sodom, and he rescued Lot, the king of Sodom offered him goods to keep for himself. And he actually said, no, I've made an oath with God that I wouldn't take any of this stuff lest it be said that you made me rich. So this means that God is so passionate about being the one that blesses us and He is so passionate about getting blessing to us that it's absolutely mind-boggling, but we also have to be careful from whom or whence whom the blessings come. We can't be so hungry to get blessed through the hands of people that we just accept every blessing as if it were from God. Some blessings are not of God. Am I messing with you? Just making you think we have to be discerning believers. We want to be discerning. Because in some cases, someone would then say, I'm the one that made them rich, or I'm the one that is the reason why they have that. See, some will not acknowledge God. But this is the launching point. The launching point of blessing is to know that you have an ample supply. You have more resource available to you than you now know. You have more resource available to you than you are reflecting in your generosity. Generosity of speech. Generosity of kindness. Generosity of hugs. Generosity of affirmation, generosity, of encouragement, generosity. See, a lot of the blessing, a lot of the blessing that God has ordained that we release is a spiritual blessing, not financial. A lot of times we get nervous about these topics because we think that, okay, God's trying to drain our wallet, open up our wallet, and we're just, you know, oh my goodness, we're going to have the open wallet policy. If you'll notice in the Word, and we'll talk about it a little bit, if you'll notice in the Word, so much of the blessing is a spiritual blessing that's released with words because words have the power to break things in the spirit realm and to open up new realms in the spirit realm and to create in the spirit realm, right? God calls those things that are not as though they are that they might be. So what God really wants to work on is our heart. Sometimes it will involve our wallet, but most always it will involve our speech because your speech is more important than any other aspect of your being. And you have in you and about you the Word of God, the living Word of God. Amen?
So Romans 5.17 says, Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life. That's you. Come on, say that's me. Ephesians 1.3 says that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. 2 Peter 1.2 says that God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. I love these giant broad brush terms like everything. Oh, what about this? Uh, that, that, that's included under everything. What about that? That's, that? That would be included under everything. What about the other? That would be included under everything. I love that. Yeah, but I'm really nervous about... I think that would be included under everything. Well, yeah, but my whole family and everybody, and, they, and then they went through... I think that would be included under everything. Are you convinced... That you are the head and not the tail. You know, wh- you know why you're the head and not the tail? I'll just you know, let a little secret on this. Because Jesus is. It's impossible for Jesus to not be the head and not be above and not be blessed. That's impossible. And guess who you're hidden in? Guess who you're woven in? Guess who you're wrapped up in? Guess who you're unified in? Guess who you're made one with? Isn't that what communion is about? Common union with Jesus. I have come into a common union with Jesus. That's why I commemorate it with the the blood and with the bread because it was His broken body and His shed blood that brought me into common union with Jesus in the covenant that He cut with Father. So it's impossible for Him to not be the head. So therefore, guess what? I am the head. Money obeys me. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Weather obeys me. Demons obey me. The earth is longing for you to realize you are a son of God. It's groaning and travailing, hoping you will wake up. That you are a son of God. A joint heir with the son of God. Made one with the son of God. So now all at once, blessing doesn't get real hard, is it? Because you're not even blessing out of your well, out of your resources. You're not blessing out of your deposit. You're not blessing out of your treasury. You're blessing out of His. Everything you do is flowing out of His treasury within you. It's flowing out of His Spirit and His life and His Word. It's not hard. It doesn't deplete you. You're not depleted in blessing someone. The resource comes from Him. Like you could actually run out. Well, I can only give three blessings today. You know, I'm just so wore out. Those are such draining people. Oh, my goodness. I've only got so much to give, you know. Really? Where'd you get that? You've got, you've got so much to give, you can't run out. Because it's Him in you. It's the treasury of the unity of the common union with Jesus. Don't you remember? You celebrated it with a wafer and some juice. You're in common union with Him. You're made one with Him. You can't run out. 
if you'll remember who you are. Okay, I'm supposed to preach a sermon. So first, we have to see that we're blessed. Second, we have to see that we've been given the power to bless. That you are the expression and the authority and the manifestation of blessing in the earth. Do you think Mick Jagger is? Who do you think is? Hello. Is it Beyonce? Who is the manifestation of blessing in the earth? Don't you realize it's you? Is it angels? Angels are running around with megaphones. Blessing. It's you. You've been given the authority, the power, the expression to bless. Amen? When Jesus came to men, he came as the delegate of heaven. Huh. Last I checked, that's where you're seated. In him. When Jesus came, he came as the delegate of heaven, the ambassador of heaven. He anna- when he announced healing, it came. When he announced forgiveness, it was. When he decreed freedom, it happened. Then he said, I give you the keys to the same kingdom. Matthew sixteen nineteen, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Why are we running around acting like we're forgiven people and that's as good as it gets when we are called to run around as ambassadors of heaven? Forgiven was meant to get you. Forgiven was not your destination. It was the means to a destination. You are now an ambassador of heaven. Jesus, Acts 10.38. Jesus was anointed of God. Oh, that's you too. Who went about doing good, healing, ministering to Blessing. What's it mean to heal? Remove disease. What is disease? Cancer? No, disease. Break it down. Dis-ease. What? Yeah. That means that there's people all around you with dis-ease. The absence of ease. What? God is concerned about removing the absence of ease That would mean God wants things to be easy. (gasps) Revelation. You just got a revelation in church. God wants humans to have it more easy. So he sends his son as a manifestation of his love to humans that he might go around healing those who had dis-ease. The absence of ease. How did he do it? He blessed them. And he would bless them in the most unusual ways, but he would announce and decree blessing, right? Somebody's let through a roof, he says, your sins are forgiven. Somebody's laying beside a pool and they can't get in the pool. He walks up and says, how come you're not in the pool? Well, no one helps me. Well, let me help you. Rise up and walk. A woman is bent over in Luke 13. For 18 years, she's bent over with a spirit of infirmity and cannot even raise up her body. 
Hello, my sinuses are a little plugged down here. It's in the synagogue. It's on the Sabbath day. He blesses her. Woman, you are loosed of your infirmity or dis-ease. Starts in verse 10. Luke chapter 13. He blesses her. Immediately, she raises up. This is our life. We go around everywhere releasing blessing, lifting off of people because your words are so powerful. You have been given the ministry of Jesus. Did you know that? John chapter 20, verse 20. Let's go to there. John 20 and verse 20. Let's pick it up. Is that all right? Pick it up at verse 19. So when it was evening on that day, you still here? Are you okay? Is this too heavy? Are you bothered? Are you all right? Do you want an Indian taco? Are you coming to the Connect reception? So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut, the disciples were there for the fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in their midst. This is after the resurrection. And he says to them, peace be with you. Isn't that odd that he announces things like that? Why does he say things like that? Did you know that's what he told the disciples in Luke chapter 10? When he sent them out, he sent out 70, two by two. And he says, when you go out, when you come to a house, declare peace over the house. And if they receive what you say, then peace will come upon their house. What? That's how powerful your words are. What if you would begin to bless and say and declare blessing over all of those who are diseased around you. This is the calling card of Father because when you say these things, guess what? The Holy Spirit makes good on your word and God gets glorified. You know, everything's changed. Well, when did it change? Well, it changed when that, that guy from, you know, your buddy, yeah, your buddy, yeah. that church he got, yeah, the Bible thumper, yeah. When he showed up though and he said, peace, or when he said prosperity, or when he said increase, or when he said employment, or when he said your womb's opened, or when he said, you know, from it's like weird, but like everything's changed. Really? Huh. Maybe there is something to this God stuff. It's the calling card. When we withhold the speech of blessing, when we withhold, and this is what Jesus did. Jesus He's the example, right? And this is what he did. I mean, he just ran around everywhere he went. And we think he ran around just casting out demons. Well, a lot of the deliverance ministry that he did, guess what? He was blessing those people because they were oppressed. They needed set free. But to others, they were struggling with finances. And he would declare over them the breakthrough of their finances. Others were struggling with self-esteem. Nicodemus is up a tree. He's hiding from Jesus. He's hiding. He's a tax collector. He's a no good. He's a rapscallion. He's hiding in a tree. Jesus is coming down the road, sees him in the tree. Hey, Nicodemus, I'm coming to your house. Whoa. 
immediately he responds. It's like, the, coming to my house, he responds with faith and with giving because he was overwhelmed that he would be blessed from this one named Jesus. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that cool? John 20, he says, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his feet. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So then the Lord said to them again, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me. Uh Uh-oh. Wow. Woo! Everybody say grace. This is, this is, the grace on your life is not just the grace to pay your bills, the grace to have enough, but that's, that's so important. It's so important that you realize that that is a grace on your life because reflecting in a confidence that that grace is on your life, then you can also bask in and embrace the grace on your life to be a blessing. I'm going to bless you and you're going to be a blessing. And people around you will be blessed and you will be used of God with your voice, with your speech to remove dis-ease. Isn't that cool? Oh my goodness. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when He said this, He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. He went on. This is crazy. Look how much authority He gave them. And if you forgive the sins of any, they have been forgiven. And if you retain the sins of any, they will be retained. What what was He saying to them? I'm even giving you my authority. I'm giving you my authority. You have the authority to release condemnation and weights and sin off of people as you do it in my name. That's why we minister today. That's why, that's why you're listening to a human up here. Because we, the church, have been given the very authority of Jesus to announce that God forgives. That God forgives. And we come into agreement with Him that God has forgiven you. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that powerful? That shows you how powerful your words are. Would the praise team come and help us this morning as we prepare to close? Thirdly, we begin, we, we get convinced that, that blessing is the calling card of God. It's the calling card of God. Fourthly, we tap into a blessing that, that Father sees over a person. Blessing flows out of the testimony of Jesus over people. Did you know that God has written something good about every person, even those that don't know Him? God has ordained something good for every single person. God has good plans for every single person. That's why we have to move away from Pharisee lifestyle and living We have to move away from the vision or the perspective of judgment. We have to move into the perspective of God's goodness. We have to reach into the unseen treasure that God has written about them. Revelation 19.10 says, The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. 
It's like Jesus reaches into the book that is written over every person. And he reaches into that that is written, that good thing that Father ordained for them in their generation. And then by the Holy Spirit, he reveals that to us so that as we bless, we bless with power. Oh, I see increase in your life. We don't speak tritely. We announce the things that come and flow out of what Father has written for them. Would you stand with me this morning? Would you, just, just all across the room, if you would, just shut in with God just for a moment where you're standing. I invite you to close your eyes if that's a help to you. It always is to me. To kind of tap into that unseen spiritual realm. See, Jesus wants to show himself amazing in culture. And he wants to do it through you. He wants to do it through you. He's giving you authority. He's blessing you and and elevating you. He's pouring out favor upon you. He's enabling you to love when it seems hard to love. He's enabling you to forgive when it seems hard to forgive. His grace is enabling you to see about situations, things that no one else sees and that you couldn't see. And His grace gives you the ability to announce things that you wouldn't have announced in your natural realm. You wouldn't have announced these things even in religion or out of religion. You wouldn't have announced these things. You would have been judgmental. You would have been harsh. You would have been negative. You would have been critical. You would have been cynical. You would have looked for the fault, but now you're looking for the treasure that God has declared and that God wants to release over this situation, over this person. Would you say with me, Father, we just want to live this way. We just want to live this way. You said you said springs of living water would come up out of our heart. You said out of our innermost being would flow springs of living water. And Lord, we just say yes to you. We choose to live this way. We choose to live this way. We thank you for the grace. Thank you for the revelation. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, God bless you, church.